This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 461. 10 Ways to Survive Your Childhood Now That You're an Adult by Ira Israel of iraisrael.com. Hey, OLD friend, I'm Joss Marie, and I hope you had a fantastic weekend. If you're new here, this is the show where I help you optimize all the relationships in your life by narrating from blogs with author permission. And today, I'm glad to share that I'm featuring licensed counselor Ira Israel. His post has tons of compassionate wisdom for those of you who may feel held back by past hurts and bad experiences from your younger days. So with that, let's hear what he has to say and start optimizing your life. 10 Ways to Survive Your Childhood Now That You're an Adult by Ira Israel of iraisrael.com Quote, People are always shouting they want to create a better future. It's not true. The future is an apathetic void of no interest to anyone. The past is full of life, eager to irritate us, provoke and insult us, tempt us to destroy or repaint it. The only reason people want to be masters of the future is to change the past. Milan Kundera Quote, if you think you're enlightened, go spend a week with your family. Ram Das. Every adult wants to live a version of what he or she imagines is the good life. However, our versions of the good life are not only culturally contingent, but also typically intense amalgams of reactions to the approval and disapproval that we received as children. As a psychotherapist, I have observed that many people of my generation have default voices in their heads that tell them that whatever they do will not be good enough. This hedonic treadmill manifests as phrases such as, I'll be happy if and when, insert here, home, job, relationship, salary, vacation, automobile, or accomplishment. The cause of these voices is the wounded child inside of us continually seeking the acceptance of the people who withheld love or loved us conditionally or in ways we did not understand when we were children. For as sentient beings, we primarily desire one thing above all, to be loved unconditionally but we grew up in a highly competitive society that provided us with tools to gain love conditionally because we are talented, good-looking, go to good schools, get good grades, write well, speak well, earn boatloads of money, take vacation in the coolest places, and so on. As children, we created full selves, facades, personas, in order to try to obtain the acceptance, approval, and love we craved. However, any acceptance, approval, and love that we now receive as adults based on our facades, not on our inner and usually somewhat messy authentic selves, is ultimately unsatisfying. Many people have become so identified with their facades that they no longer know who they are other than what it says on their business cards, resumes, Facebook or LinkedIn homepages, Instagram and Twitter accounts, or in Google searches of them. Some younger people even judge or score their lives on a daily basis by the quantity of social media followers they have. One of the wonderful things about the mindfulness movement is that people learn to observe their thoughts without identifying with them. And once we take the first steps on the path to awakening, we notice that the following 10 characteristics we developed in order to survive our childhoods 
may now be hindering us as adults from getting the love we really want. 10. We learn to create drama. Drama functions like fire to a petri dish, allowing us to distill our pure emotions. But drama also pushes people away, so now we need to learn how to express ourselves authentically and compassionately. Read John Gottman's The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work and Marshall Rosenberg's Nonviolent Communication, A Language of Life, if you think it might be time to improve your languaging. 9. Even before we learned to speak, we developed attachment styles or ways of connecting to others. Secure, avoidant, anxious, disorganized. And unfortunately for most of us who do not attach securely, those attachment styles affect our current relationships. For example, if we attach securely to people and someone does not return a text or email, we do not think much of it. However, if we attach insecurely to people and someone does not return a text or email, our minds become suspicious and make assumptions about the person and relationship that may or may not correspond to reality. 8. Every culture has a list of transgressions, murder, theft, as well as a gray area of remissions. Remissions are used to blow off steam, lest the pop oil over, and transgress its lid. Our culture's remissions include alcohol, tobacco, sugar, salt, sports shopping, pornography, television, movies, violent sports, both playing and watching, video games, you get the picture. Be mindful of your remissions. Do not let them become addictions. 7. Forgive everyone unequivocally. Unforgiveness manifests as resentment, wanting things you cannot change to be other than the way they transpired. Resentment is like poking yourself in the eye and waiting for the other person to go blind. You are only causing your own continued suffering when you do not accept, nay, embrace every moment of your life and who you are today. Own your life. 6. That said, good fences make good neighbors. Forgiving people does not mean we need to include them in our lives. We have the right to exclude toxic relationships from our lives. 5. If you have ever attended one of my workshops, you know that I teach an array of tools scientifically proven to keep people at the high ends of their happiness spectrums. Our best bet for happiness is to cultivate authentic, loving, intimate relationships. The best way to attract those relationships is to learn how to communicate authentically and compassionately. 4. When we have the choice of having an experience, learning something new, expanding our horizons, or buying a material possession, know that experience always trumps material possessions. On our deathbeds, we will remember strolling the streets of Paris, but we will not remember any baubles, trinkets, or anything else we ever bought. 3. We must know that we need to fuel our bodies and keep these machines running at their optimum levels. Proper sleep, proper food, proper amounts of interaction, and proper amounts of solitude and peace and calm are needed to operate at peak potential. Many people eat or sleep for emotional or psychological reasons or keep themselves pumped up on caffeine and sugar all day and then wonder why it is so difficult to sleep at night. Obviously, eating or sleeping or avoiding either for emotional or psychological reasons is unhealthy. 2. We must know what creative outlets feed our spirits, our souls, our higher selves. For atheists, I use mystery. Do you love playing or listening to music? Do you love painting or admiring great artworks? Do you love nature and feeling united with the earth? Do you love the water and feel at home swimming? Everyone has something that nourishes his or her inner or higher self. Looking at the Grand Canyon, preparing a sumptuous meal, running a marathon, writing a song, writing a book, and so on. 
It is our responsibility to know what feeds our spirits. As Joseph Campbell said, follow your bliss. And one, the glass is either half empty or half full or overflowing. It all depends on your perception and it is within our power to reframe our perceptions. Thus, it is never too late to have a happy childhood. Anything your mind tells you should have been different about something in the past, something you cannot change, is an absurd waste of time. Instead, choose to think that you are supposed to be who you are today. Your childhood made you everything that you are, and now we can decide which tools, such as gratitude, loving relationships, helping others, healthy living, and so on, bode most favorably for living our adult versions of the good life. You just listened to the post titled, 10 Ways to Survive Your Childhood Now That You're an Adult by Ira Israel of iraisrael.com. This is awesome advice for all of you who may feel like you'll never be within reach of feeling good enough. You might not discuss your childhood a lot with others, but you do carry a lot of early lessons and experiences into your adult life. Instead of comparing yourself to others to see if you're succeeding at adulting, it's far more important to reconnect with your inner self to develop mindfulness. This way, you create the mental and emotional space to define the good life on your terms. But with that, let's go ahead and wrap it up for today. Oh yeah, and you don't want to miss tomorrow's episode from No Sidebar that talks all about letting go of your Instagram addiction. See you again here on Optimal Relationships Daily, where your optimal life awaits.